This is the EWN Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Epic Living with Gene, where we believe that creating an epic life involves maintaining a healthy body, and that starts with healthy eating. I am proud to be partners with Epicure, a brand that is revolutionizing how busy families put meals on the table. Together, we're on a mission to transform your approach to mealtime. We offer clean, healthy products, menu planning options, and recipe inspiration that is not only delicious, but also adjustable to fit any dietary program. It's a game changer for busy households, making meals accessible and economical and ready in 20 minutes or less. Because here's the deal, living epic means working towards a healthier you and what you put in your body matters. Join me in this culinary adventure where every meal becomes a step towards a healthier, more epic you. Go to epiclivingwithgene.com for more information. We all have lives filled with stories. Their stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I have a story that you need to hear. There's a theory that I tell my clients from the first day that they start with me. I speak about it. I write about it. It is all over my website. I even spent years pounding it into my kid's memory. But I never had a name for it. Never an easy example of how to show it in practice. Until I met Anna. I heard her speak at a chamber event and I knew. I knew she nailed it. And I knew that I was stealing her name and description. Now, I want her to tell you about it. But be prepared. It just might set off a few triggers. Many, many people have a problem with it. And you might too. But I challenge you to think about it over the holidays. Try it out. Get comfortable with it. I have a feeling it'll change your life. Like it changed Anna's. And like it changed mine. And I would love to hear what you think. Go to my Facebook page, Epic Living with Jean, and let me know. And now, here's your story. So, nothing like putting you on the spot and know, saying, right? you know, <laughs> I've got something I want to talk to you about. But first of all, introduce yourself okay. before getting started. All right, so my name is Anna, like Princess Anna from Frozen. My last name is So Then, like the beginning it was stories. So Then. <laughs> um, so I am the publisher for two magazines. I own Swift Creek Living and Powhatan Living. Um, I also am the managing director for the eWomen Network here in Richmond. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and um, I'm a networking Fiend. Fiend. Yes. <laughs> or phenom or whatever. Fiend, yes, yeah, phenom, yes. that's a good one. Yes. And, and actually when I... I know you through Me Women. Yes. Um, and was so excited when I saw your post on Facebook about taking it over, and I was just ecstatic. Um, it's a group that, if anyone who listens to any of these podcasts know that I love it. Um, but I've always admired, since I've met you, that you are just really fiend is the perfect word Aww. as far as networking. Um, if you ever need to know anybody about any background or any any anything, any industry, you're the person to ask. Oh, you thank know, you. You really, and if you don't know the person, that you know the person that knows the person. Yes, yes. Um, 
and I love that. I've worked really hard at that. I can tell people I would, I would love to be the, I, I am the human Rolodex. Yes. So you, oh, that's a perfect way to yeah, describe so it. If you need somebody, I want you to think of me first. And I always, I always wanted to be a connector. I mean, I, I do a lot of connecting, mm -hmm. but you take it to a, a level that's, I, I can't even imagine. Oh, so I love it. Thank you. But that's not really what I wanted today. Okay. So with my clients, with my family, with my friends, I have always been the one who said, you know, your choices shape your life. Mm -hmm. And everything is a choice. And if yes. you're in a situation in your life, if your choices didn't get you there, I mean, if there were some outs you know, some so something outside of yourself that got you there. It's still your choices that got you to where your choices. Correct. Agreed. And I never had a word for that. I could never really explain that. I want, you know, I'd have to go through this big in-depth discussion of, you know, why your choices matter. And I listened to you do a talk uh. at the Powhatan Chamber. <laughs> oh, okay. I yes. was watching you online and you came up with the perfect term. Radical responsibility. Radical responsibility. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about. Okay. That's it's like my favorite subject. So, um, and it's so cool that now there's a word for it. And I've been seriously, we've been talking about this for years and, and I could never get people to really understand it because when you have to explain it mm -hmm. for five minutes, you lose them down the yeah, line. Absolutely. Radical responsibility. Yes. Flat out there explains it. Yes. It's kind of in your face, mm -hmm. but it is so true. So it tell is. me. Explain what it is. Okay. And then can you, without the graphics, can you walk through the example that you gave yeah, at the Palatine Chamber? Because I think that's just the perfect way to show how that works. Yes. So I came up with that term. It's probably been two or three years, but we've, I, you know, people talk about responsibility all the time. Um, and it's sort of a, a word that we toss around sort of inconsequentially, if you will. But yeah. Um, I and love usually not, not so much because I want to be responsible. It's because you're responsible, Correct. That, which is what I yes. love about that. Yes. And so I lived my life that way where I was constantly trying to find the person responsible for the thing that just happened to me. Right. So somebody bumps into me and my, and I spill my cup of coffee. Well, they're responsible because they hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was through a mastermind that I actually came up with it. And I started using it so often that people were like, anytime that we had that conversation that sort of led towards that, that thought process. They're like, and everybody knows Anna loves <laughs> radical responsibility. And so I'll give you an example. And so if you can just sort of close your eyes and visualize this because we're talking. Um, so you are, you're, you decide to leave your house because you have to go to an appointment or you're going to work and you are at a stoplight and it's five lanes across. And there is a, the very left-hand lane is getting turns left. And then there's four lanes and you're in the far left, the one next to the left hand turn lane. And you're so just you're in sitting straight there. lane, but I'm in the straight lane. There's three other cars next to me also in the straight lane. We're all waiting there because it's a red light. So we have nowhere to go. So we're just waiting for our turn. Right. And then the light turns green for the left hand turn lane. And that car sees the green light and they do what you're supposed to do. They start to go. Well, there's a car behind me. The car behind me happens to see the re green turn arrow. They don't realize that it's just the green turn arrow and not the one to go straight. And they hit the accelerator and they slam into the back of my car. And so I ask people who's responsible for that accident occurring. The person behind me slamming into my car and I'm still sitting there and the light is still red. And people will say, 
the guy behind you or the woman behind you, whomever. The person behind you is the one who's responsible for the car accident. And I sort of turn their life upside down and say, no, actually, I'm responsible. And you share that with people and you can see their, their brains sort of melt, yeah. right? Because they don't understand it, one. And then two, they do what I used to do and shift immediately into victim mode. Yeah. Um, and so the reason I say that I'm responsible for that is because there are so many different scenarios, choices, back to what you were saying earlier, so many different choices that I could have made before afterwards that would have put me in a different situation it could have put me in the second straight lane the third straight lane the fourth straight lane i could have left sooner i could have left later i could have been in a different car the person behind me could have been a completely different person um i may not have needed to go into work that day there's so many different scenarios that could have happened that would have not led me to be in that exact same spot at that exact same moment and so I share that with people and people get angry. Yeah. They're like, no, somebody slammed into you. Like how, how can you take responsibility for somebody else's choices? And the reason I look at it differently, I look at it from the other side of the coin is because going back to, I used to live my life in victim mode. It was always somebody else's fault. I tripped and hurt myself. It was because my kid left their toy out. Um, I didn't get the promotion. It was because so-and-so liked so-and-so better. There's so many different things. And doing that, have you ever heard the expression, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die? Yeah. That's how I lived my life. Yeah. I wasn't in control of anything. Um, I lived my life by happenstance. Everything happened to me versus happening for me. Yeah. Um, and I just decided, and I, there are other situations in my life that are, even more serious and that situation actually happened um that are even more serious that i have applied that to yeah um and i just decided i didn't want to be a victim anymore yeah i want to be in control of my life i want to be the one who makes choices i want to be the one who decides my destiny not somebody else yeah like that's just that that to me felt out of control yeah. and so when this talk about divine inspiration and being led by the Holy Spirit, like that word came to me and I like, I want to somehow coin it or trademark it or whatever, because I really do want people to start to live from that place. Yeah. Right. And I shared this with somebody and I could see the wheel starting to churn and he got upset and I was like, well, share with me your reaction just now. And he was like, you're blaming the victim. And I was like, I'm not blaming the victim. I'm giving the victim, and I'm air quoting here, yeah. the victim, the power to make a different choice. Yeah. Like something can happen to you and you have a choice whether or not to be angry about it. Yeah. You have a choice whether or not to get upset about it. Right. So that's where that came from. And I just, I refuse to live in victim mode anymore. Well, and it's funny because I have really tried to eliminate some words out of my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Fear yes. is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and victim is one of them. Yes. Um, you know, if you're in a lawsuit and you're in a court of law and you, you know, I can understand where that term is necessary and yes. at fault, you know, right. legally it's mm -hmm. totally different, but you're talking about the way you live your life. Absolutely. And I do firmly believe that things happen for us for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and using your scenario, and, and this is such a great example, um, years ago we were, my husband and I 
we only had the two kids. We were on um, going to visit some friends, and my husband wanted to get out of the hotel at you know ten o'clock. We're leaving at ten, and you know with, when you're traveling with kids, that right. <laughs> seldom happens. <laughs> exactly. So we got in the car, and we were fifteen minutes late, and he was growling and growling. We we're driving down the road. Well, about twenty minutes into our drive, there was a horrendous accident where they actually had all four lanes of the highway closed. There was you know three or four cars involved, a semi-truck had flipped over, and I just looked at him and I'm like, if we had left on time, would we, we have been, have in, been in the middle of that? Yeah. And so ever since then, I've just really been trying to be conscious about, you know, there's a reason that things yeah. happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love now that we have a term. Yeah. And I love that you use radical because yes. it is radical. It people is. are so programmed and even people who, no matter what they believe, we're this victim modus. It's prevalent. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. Because we're constantly looking for somebody else to blame. And so, you know, like when I shared that story at the Powhatan Chamber, there was three insurance agents, yes, right? I <laughs> noticed that. They were all like, they were like, oh, no, that's the person's behind them. So I'm not saying that you don't hold people responsible for things that Again, they've legally, done. financially, right. that's so a totally different that's story. That's different. We're talking the, about your life and exactly. your mental... Yes. And it's even space. how you show up in that, that space, right? So holding that other person responsible for the actions that they took doesn't mean you have to play victim in that. Yeah. Doesn't mean you well, have to play the woe is me. The beautiful thing about that is that person... I mean, you, you don't know what they're going through. Right. So when my kids were growing up, <laughs> the, the thing I said more than anything was like, you don't know their story. Yes. You know, they'd be mad because somebody was rude or said mm -hmm. something. I'm like, you know, you don't know their story. Yes. You don't know what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, they could have just lost their parent or, yep. you know, lost a child and mm -hmm. may not be paying attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you being in victim mode mm -hmm. automatically puts them in a bad place. Yeah. But if you can, you know, see it as in your responsibility their responsibility, then yeah. then there's really not a, a really negative about it. No, the energy shifts completely, yeah. um, and it's it's more empowering that way, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love the scenario that you use. Is so if we remember that we all come from the same place, we may have different bodies, we may have different experiential experiential um, experiences. But we're all one in the same, yeah. right? And so if you can look at that other human being with love, even though they did something that you may have not chosen to do, because <laughs> it's a choice, yeah. right? You may not have chosen not to be paying attention. Um, but if you still look at them with love, then when that happens, then there's no anger. There's, yeah. oh, okay, this happened. We're going to get it fixed. Not a big deal. You go about your business. I'll go about my business. That's very different than getting out of a car and be like, look at what you did to me. Look at the, and I'm you, calling right, my lawyer. Right. And you have no idea. You're right. Maybe that person wasn't paying attention because they got into a car accident or they got into an argument with their spouse the, that yeah. morning. Um, and now they're upset or they just found out some, some devastating news. Right. Yeah. So I'll give you another example. I was, um, I was driving down. It was the, the, North Woolridge or whatever that's called. I'm directionally challenged people, so I apologize. But I was going down a road and there was a gentleman who I was following too close behind. And it was because I was not paying attention. I, my mind was in a million different directions. I had so many things that were going on and that person slammed on his brakes. And thank God my car stopped. Um, but 
I could have got angry at him and been like, oh, you just slammed on your brakes. Why, what are you trying to do? Show me, show me who's boss or yeah. whatever. Um, and he actually ended up stopping his car. So he got into a left-hand turn lane, and I kept going straight. But he stopped his car way back, uh, further back than he needed to be because I knew he was anticipating my getting angry with him. Yeah. Um, and I just kept driving. But you know what I did is I, I sent him a thank you. And I said, thank you so much because he was helping me getting, get out of my reverie. Whatever it yeah. is that I was involved you needed, in. You needed to I be shaken. I needed that. I needed yeah. that. And that was the universe giving me a nudge. Yeah. So the universe is going to do that if you're not yeah. paying attention. So in that scenario, when somebody hit me, there was a lot of stuff that was going on in my life. My husband and I weren't getting along well. He was out of town most of the time. I was a single mom. Again, I say single mom. I was still married, but he just wasn't there to be able yeah. to help with the kids. I was always constantly running late to work. Um, I, my life was in chaos. Everything that I that surrounded me was in chaos. My car was constantly a mess. My house was never picked up. That was God's way of saying, you need to wake up. Yeah. You need to wake up. Things are going on in your life that you do not like. That and they're dictating. To. Yes. Yeah. And they're dictating how your day goes. Wake up. And it was a good wake up call for me. Yeah. Well, and as I watch you thrive and, and, and help the people that you're around thrive, I wonder how much of that stems from this really huge shift that you've done. I mean, because you just carry with you a, an, an energy and an openness and you're, you're really want to respond to people. And, and I think so much of that I can see coming from that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, yeah, that was absolutely. 1000%. Because before that, um, I wouldn't say that I was a nobody. Um, but I was sort of, I was, I was, uh, I was just living life, but not really living I was just going through the motions. And so, yes, I truly do believe realizing that radical responsibility was how I choose to live my life every single day. It was a huge shift. And I saw everything has shift in my life after that. My relationship with my husband, things started to become more abundant in my life. Before that, it was struggle. Struggle. Everything yeah. was. Everything was constricted. Everything was, wasn't flowing. And so now things flow. Now, this does not mean that contrast will not, will cease to exist in your yeah. life. Right? Because we cannot realize the light without seeing, yeah. if we don't see the shadow. Well, and, and it's funny because you bring up this example that I just used with the client probably two days ago. Um, because she wants to control everything. And, oh, okay. and, and in a loving way. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, you know, because she, she cares about people. Yeah. And, you know, she's trying to do good. And she thinks that that's what she needs to do to do good. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, what about the example of the butterfly? You know, the, when a caterpillar makes a cocoon and mm -hmm. turns into a butterfly, it's hard for them to get out. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really difficult and they struggle. Mm -hmm. But they need that struggle to become a butterfly. And yes. if you if you crack open that cocoon and let the butterfly out, he won't be able to fly. Right. Yeah. And I said, that's really kind of what this is saying. Mm -hmm. You know, these struggles in our lives are meant to make us who we are. Yes. And who we're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think this tr understanding of radical responsibility is what fulfills that. Yeah. Because these difficulties are not going to change. No. 
I mean, we all have them. Yeah. And I call them sandpaper moments. Saying, oh, yeah, that's a great term. Yeah. Somebody said that one time and I was like, oh, I like that because I don't like the word. So words matter, right? Yeah. So I don't like the word challenge because challenge sort of makes it feel like, again, that you're not in control. Yeah. And so a sandpaper moment, sandpaper can eventually make something smooth, right? Yeah. That is rough. And so um, having that ability to realize what I like and what I don't like. So those sandpaper moments give me that contrast that I need because maybe I was going in the direction that I didn't want to go in, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. So you get to that moment and you're like, Ooh, nope. I didn't. Nope. I, that's, that's okay. Nope. Shifting direction. Right. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite sayings is if you thought you knew me yesterday, let me reintroduce myself. We have the choice to be different every single day. We don't have to be the same person. We don't have to think, think the same things. We don't have to do the same things. Um, but it's because I constantly choose to learn to grow every single day. If I can take three things away from a sandpaper moment, what will I do again? What will I never do again? And what have I learned to move and implement going forward? Nothing's ever a failure. Yeah. Right. So well, and that's, that's another word that I'm trying to eliminate is failure. Failure. It's, it's all relative. It is relative. And it's also the energy we put behind yeah. words, right? So whether that, um, you know, whether, Failure is a bad word because we've said it's a bad word. Fear is a bad word because we've said it's a bad word. But can we use it truly for what it is, a sandpaper moment that we yeah. choose to do, choose to be different going forward, then yeah. is is there really anything to fear? Well, and it was funny because I was really moved years ago. I read something that they talked about the physiological things that happen when you're afraid. Oh, yeah. You know, you start to sweat. Mm -hmm. You know, you're... My, Breathe a little heavy and right. things like that. All these things that happen, those are the same things that happen when you're excited. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. so it wasn't until then that I started to realize, you know, that you're on a roller coaster and you're going up there and you're excited and this is going to be awesome. It's the same feeling that you it's get when you're standing feeling. in front of a pe bunch of people and you're about to Deliver say something. Speech. Yeah. And it, and, and it's so when just, I just changed the word, yeah. so instead of saying like, I'm nervous or whatever, you can say I'm excited I about it. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, physiologically, your body doesn't know any different. Yeah. So words matter. It. Yes. Yeah. So radical responsibility. Mm -hmm. How do we go about, how does, how do we teach? How do we show people? How do we get them starting to shift to think that way? What do we do? What are the concepts? How can we, oh, other than that's... just talking about it? So I mean, what are things that people can do? Yeah. Is there so... an implement, implementation model for this yet oh goodness um that's a really good question and that's probably that's <laughs> so in 2024 one of my goals is but i think one of the things that we can do is when you recognize that something has happened and your first instinct is to blame that other person take them out of the equation yeah and then say what could i have done differently yeah how could i have could i have said something differently could i have behaved differently and that severs the energetic cord between you and that other individual. So um, I think if you start doing that in every situation, you know, what could I have done differently? What could I have said differently? How could I have behaved differently? Could I have felt differently, differently. about that situation? 
And, and what, what am I carrying into the situation? Correct. That needs to be shifted. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I could be carrying something in mm-hmm. that happened years ago yeah. or a lifetime ago. Yeah. Because people are just mirrors for how we're yeah. already feeling. And so when I find myself, when somebody says something and my first instinct is to get angry, it's because they just happen to be verbally saying something that I already believe. So what happens when somebody calls us out on their stuff? We get frustrated, right? <laughs> good save, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, get, we get frustrated. And so when that happens, my husband's a really good mirror for me. He triggers me a lot. Yeah. But it's because he knows me so well. He knows things that I, I believe subconsciously that I haven't voiced yet. So when he says something and I get upset. It's usually something that he sees that he knows. Correct. Yes. That you haven't dealt with yet. Yes. And so when I see that, when I I feel myself physiologically responding to something that he says, I send him thank you. Sometimes I don't necessarily have to say it out loud, but I'll just say thank you. Um, And then I'll go back and internally work through that. Now, I'm going to touch on that for just a second. Sure. You talked about that in the example with the car accident. You send, or when you're following the guy Mm -hmm. in the car. Sending thank you. Yes. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a thank you. You don't have no. to go out of your way to thank you. I want to no. make sure people realize that in your mind, you're making that choice Yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to thank you for this experience. Yes. It may not have been a good one. Yeah. But I'm taking what I need to learn out of it. Absolutely. So, thank you for the thank lesson. Thank you for that. And I love you. And I love you. Yeah. And even, it doesn't matter who it is. Thank you and I love you. Isn't that a, the Hoponopono? Yes. A, and, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. Yep. Right? So if you can do that, and it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And it's funny that you actually brought that up. That was going to be my next comment, because that is something that I learned recently with somebody that I'm working with. And I've been using that a lot. Yes. A lot. I learned it. um, It's interesting. So everything, I don't know if you, serendipitous or God winks or coincidences or whatever you want to call them. But um, I learned that phrase or that um, energetic shift, I guess, if you will yeah. call it that, years ago. A friend of mine shared that with me. Somebody just mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. And now you're mentioning yep. it here today. There's a reason why those things happen. Yeah. Right? Because, again, it's, it's God, the universe, saying, hey, you, you need to pay attention to this. Yeah. And I think we've gotten so good, one, at shifting the blame that we don't want to listen. Oh, yeah. But, two, we're just so noisy our lives are so noisy and that we don't take that time to stop and listen Mm -hmm. and therefore we're missing a lot of messages absolutely and then i think god has to kind of push us a little bit further and a little bit further to get the lesson you know if we would have all learned it when that got when when you almost hit the guy and slammed on his brakes if we would have learned the lesson then yeah we wouldn't have to get to the point where somebody's running into the back of us yeah absolutely well you just think of it like a a small child like if they're trying to get mommy 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 they're trying to get your attention if you don't pay attention eventually they're either going to throw a tantrum start screaming or break something yeah because you weren't paying attention our life will do the same thing yeah yeah so um it's I wake up every single morning and my first thought is my connection to God and spirit is going to be so strong today that when those intuitive hits come, I'm going to be listening. Yeah. I'm going to be ready to listen and hear those things. And so that's been a huge shift as well too. So, um, and it, it goes back to radical responsibility because if I hear that before something happens, like I will, I will know that something's going to happen before it actually happens. Yeah. Because your intuition will tell you. Yeah. 
Oh, and, and, and the times that I have been on and listened are astounding. Yes. I mean, and, and you go back and you say, there's no way that that would have happened. There's no way that that wasn't a sign yes, to me. absolutely. But most people don't take the time to listen or they don't take it for what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I mean that in, in, in positive and the negative. I mean, there, yeah. There's been times when I I really, in my gut, has told me that I shouldn't do something or, you know, and it may be simple as, you know, I'm going to run to the store and I forgot my grocery list so I don't go back and get it. And right. I, you know, but I've, on, on instinct, my favorite example, I was, um, I had a, a girl that used to come and watch my kids when I was, li- when they were little, I was homeschooling them and it was so hard running errands with them. So she'd come, the girl would come over and watch my kids for a couple hours just so I could go to the grocery store and go to Sam's and do all that stuff. And I was at the store and just randomly picked up a dozen roses at Sam's for no reason. And when her mom came to pick her up after I came home, I handed them to her mom. And I'm like, you know, thank you. You know, you drove her out here so that she could watch the kids. I just really appreciate, you know, what you're doing. And she burst into tears. And I'm not going to go through the whole story about why that those roses at that day, at right. that time, were important. But I just, I just, in, you know, I just did it. Yeah. And because was, you felt called to. Yeah. Right. And you were open to receiving the message. Yeah. So it could be something as small as that or something as big as your, your next big client. Yes. Right. Like you happen to, oh, I'm going to go over to this store. I don't have really have time, but I feel pulled to go over here. And then you happen to run into somebody who happens to be the next big thing for you. Right. Yeah. So listen to those those inklings, those urges, whatever it is, um, because there's always, you're going to learn something or you're going to be blessed in some way. Um, Or you'll be able to see where you can be a blessing for somebody else. Absolutely. Which I love too. Yes. So that's the perfect ending, but you know, we're getting to the end of the year. So that's everyone's challenge. 2024. Let's see how we can adapt radical responsibility. And I would love to, I would love to hear stories. Yes, I would too. Yes. Let's let's see how much we can shift yeah. people's lives with just those two little words. Absolutely. All right. Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me. If today's episode struck a chord with you and you want to spread the love, please share using the hashtag Epic Living Podcast and leave a comment on my Facebook page. Head over to my website, epiclivingwithgene.com to learn more about what it means to live epic. And while you're there, Download a free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic, and it will help you take your first step. If you want to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what Epic might look like in your life, reach out to me and let's set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live epic today and every day. And remember, it's all about the story.